0: topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 50 info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for another edition of The 5 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show, joined by Ed, our very patient producer. I want to thank, as we do every week, Bonneville for this time and the Silent Witness program. If you want to learn about making your community safer, please check out silentwitness.org, or you can call 480 witness or you can follow any of their social media platforms. If you submit information about an unsolved felony crime, and if that information leads to an arrest, you could get cash, completely anonymous, but cash for that information. So check out silentwitness.org, and thank you again to Bonneville. So today we've got a return guest, and I say return because we've talked about leadership, we've talked about uh, skin cancer, we've talked about several things, and everybody who hears you on this show, Commander Chris Eric, always ask when you're coming back. You, you have this way that people just want to hear more of you. Has anybody ever commented that they heard your, any of your episodes? Only you, and, and uh, I appreciate that you're such a big fan, that you allow me to continue to come back. Every time we're out of guests, you are my uh, my preferred go-to, but you know what, I, so I shared the skin cancer one with a lot of folks, because you spoke from the heart, and then obviously we had some folks in here who talked about the science, um, that really resonated with people. Uh, I know numerous people, and I, and I hope you know numerous people who went and got checked out because of it, myself being one of them. When you share that, and for anyone who doesn't know the story, um, you had a, a health condition. You were able to get it checked out. It led to treatment. It was—it's just a, a, a an amazing story. But it's impacted so many other people. What what experience have you had hearing from others who've been impacted by you? Well, it's been tremendously impactful, just because I think as
1: uh, as first responders, we get called in situations. You know, especially here in Arizona with the the Phoenix summers the way that they are and um and they don't always get checked and we always seem to as a profession put others before us and so uh, we don't go to the doctor we've got we're trying to make up time with our families or we're trying to get to court or we've got an extra shift at the fire station whatever and i kind of take a back seat and then next thing you know and i tell people all it takes is a trip to the doctor and a phone call and your life is completely turned upside down and so i've been able to try and, you know, you can go one of two paths when bad things happen you, you. can either let it completely overwhelm you, or you can try and turn it into, into something good for, for everyone else. And, um, my wife and I have both tried to do that, her through social media and, and me through my contacts at work and trying to get first responders, um, specifically the, you know, the folks in patrol or tactical support peer were out on scenes for a long time, exposed to, uh, the sun and the conditions with, uh, with Phoenix. And, um, and you know they, they talk about how they went and got checked out, and they did have you know some form of, of cancer, some form of early stage melanoma, and uh, and the only reason that they went and got checked out was uh, because I uh, berated them uh, publicly, I humiliated them, so that they would go because that's the only that works with our with our, our group, right? <laughs> um, and they would go get checked out, and um, you know they out to them themselves, but more importantly, they out to their family.
0: And, so one of the things we talked about because I really do want to talk leadership with you, but one of the things I find fascinating about your story is and we we talked about it previously. I, I think it's easy to say uh, skin cancer discoloration or uh, I'm not proud of this, but when I was in high school in New York, I was you know in the tanning beds and, um, and nothing good comes from that. But it's easy to say, well, that's a, a spot or a this or that. And I just cover it up, whatever you do. It can be so much more serious. And there was actually a sitcom episode about this. Somebody uh, said, well, you know, what do they just pop pimples? No, that skin cancer can be a life altering, life ending thing. And you found that out. I can't help but think that you haven't saved lives because of the message that you spread to others. Uh,
1: well, I, I appreciate that. And you can't, you know, we're, you know, it's like somebody who tries to speak educatedly about some of the things that we do and the, the tough decisions that I think first responders have to make. Uh, you know, it's in the same vein of being able to look at something on my skin and go, ah, this is nothing. I'm going to, I'm going to hold, I'm going to see what it looks like in six months or a year. And, uh, and I was just in between one year to the next year. Uh, I went from, we're going to keep an eye on this to, uh, stage 3D, uh, melanoma. And especially as it, as it, uh, Relates to melanoma, it's it's like an iceberg. It grows downward, not outward. So you can't see, um, you know the, the the growth of it until they go in and actually take a look at it. So you can't tell just by looking at it, which is obviously one of about four million reasons why I go to a professional and have them take a look at it.
0: One of the greatest compliments I can give you is you walked through or are walking through that journey. Not I mean, you joke about the berating, but it wasn't a lecture nor was it a look at me it was a perfect mix of education encouragement and then the human side like you never seem to shy away from um yes you have stuff on your collar that indicates that you are a manager but you're you're known as so much more as such a such a great leader that when you say to somebody i'm only telling you this because i care about you they they believe it and because it's sincere how do you develop that, and, and how do you say to somebody, this is what I'm going through. Uh, I want to encourage you to take care of yourself, and I truly do care. And how does that go over with people? Because people, as a rule, can be skeptical and cynical, but but not when it comes to you. People know you're a really sincere. How do you convey that to others? Well, I, I think that is a... Uh uh, a,
1: a fair estimation that you know a lot of times the higher the more gold you have on your collar the the less sincere a lot of a lot of uh, the, some of the conversations become unfortunately but um I, you know I think I think the initial conversation the relationship the things that you front loaded on the end on the on the front end um, where you've you've either helped them with their career. Uh, help them with a call, help them work through uh, something in their personal life. And and, it, and you made it about them first. Uh, and then you come back to them to have that conversation. You've already laid that groundwork. Um, or to really uh, express that you care about them as, as a person first and as an employee second.
0: And so whether it's the corporate world or a chain of command, I think you're right. Whether it's stuff on your collar or a sign on your door, people, the higher you go, those conversations, <clears throat> they tend to be more performance-based, yeah, yeah management-based. I'm, I'm here to steer and guide. Uh, I cannot tell you how many people I have talked to during uh, our time working together who have t- and, and and they don't share the content, but they say, you know, I talked to him about this, whether it's leadership, promotion, something going on in their life. Those those opportunities that you feed into people mean the world to them. There was one day that I introduced a guy to you that could really have uh, – he needed uh, some leadership. And you were talking to him, feeding into him, and he kept looking at his phone and looking at his watch. And, and I picked up on it, and you certainly saw it, but you didn't really – Address it, um, and I told them later, like, "Hey, man, when someone's when someone's pouring into you, you can put that thing face down." But you intuitively seem to value the person in front of you, and you never needed to hear those lessons. To other people, maybe they do need to hear them. You're always wired that way. Is it really natural, or is that something you have to work at?
1: Well, I, I think it's I think it's both. You know, I, I, I um, you know I blame my parents for every good and bad quality that I have. Um, and so my, my brother and I were both raised in, in a, you know, a tremendous um, environment uh, coming up to be very, very empathetic. Um, but at the end of the day, um, Jamie, everybody's got cancer, right? Everybody has that thing that nobody else knows about, that they've got to carry, that they've got to deal with, um, that they struggle with internally. And um, so anytime that I'm having any ira- interaction, right, there's there's all the The person that you're speaking with, you're interacting with, whatever, they're going through something that either nobody or very few people know about. And I always try and keep that in mind um, when those things occur and, and you try and seize every opportunity that you have with somebody because you don't know. Uh, if you'll have that opportunity again. And so um, kind of having that mindset lets me put little distractions like that aside. We try and do what we can with everybody that we have the opportunity to inter- interact with. And some some people you reach and some people that you can't reach. And um, you just have to be good with it at the end of the day.
0: Now, this is going to be a hard question for you to answer. when When people have someone in front, particularly someone who outranks them, in front of them, and that person seems only to be at that moment concerned with the person that they're talking to, which is who we're talking about right now, that impacts people. Has anybody ever expressed to you what that feels like? Because my guess is if everyone just walks away and never expresses it to you, and then what's your impetus to keep moving forward? But I hope that people have told you some of the things that they've told me about how you make them feel. Do they ever give you any feedback? Do they ever come back later and say, "Hey, you really made a difference. You changed my life." Uh, does Does that stuff ever get back to you, good or bad?
1: You know, every once in a while, I'll have I'll have somebody reach out, right? But that's that's really not why you do it, and that's not not why you look you look for it, and you do you do those things. But um, where it really comes to fruition is when they get word that something bad has happened to me, whether it is a health thing or whether it's something at work. Um, And it's really at that time where you step away from your phone and you come back and there's, there's 93 text messages from, you know, people you've had interactions with and you don't, you don't really realize the power and impact that you've had maybe on other people until something like that happens.
0: And just as no, I know, I haven't gotten 93 text messages in the last three <laughs> months combined. And every time people think that that you, there's something that they can begin to even, and I know they're not looking to return the favor, but just to show you how much they love you, you're absolutely right. That 93 is probably a very real number. Um, and I love that you you impact people. You you create such a legacy. And I don't know if I ever asked you this, but at some point you and I will you know, retire, go on to other careers, whatever we do, but your legacy in the police department will always remain what what do you want that legacy to be and not just as a as an employee as a dad as a husband what what's what's that thing that's critical to you that gets you moving forward every morning
1: well i mean i think i I try to i try to keep the work life and 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 the, the being a dad and being a, a husband separate uh, as far as as far as work goes i i want the people who i've had the privilege to work with and work for um just know that 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 As a singular leader or part of a leadership team that we cared about them as a human being first, we cared about them, their their personal goals their professional goals, their family, what's going on with their kids, what's going on with their their spouse, um, you know, things that they want to they want to go do Um, as a as a dad. I I want to be somebody who who created an environment where my son can, uh, you know, just grow up and be successful and, and provide him the skills that he needs um, to be successful. And I, I want to be a, a loving husband and, and somebody that my wife, Tammy, was happy that she chose to share her life with.
0: You 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 walk the walk. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I'll send you a message, are you busy? And I think we have this unspoken agreement, as most of your friends do, assuming we're friends. And it's, look, only call if you're not with your son, if you're not with your wife, if you're sitting home watching TV I'll call and bother you. Other than that, that family time, that critical time, I don't want my daughter. I don't want your son. I don't want our kids to think, wow, look at all the the phone calls they made and look how much they worked from home. How We want to create those good um, memories for those kids. And and I got to say to you, you have walked the walk. Um, there was an a interaction you and I had. I said, hey, if you get a moment, you said we're at this sporting event. Can I, call? You? of course you can call later. I love that you put your family first, but in your role, that's got to be hard to do. How do you navigate that? Again, I just, you know, I try and
1: you have to be present, right? So when, when I'm at work, uh, my wife will text me and my son will text me and I'll make sure that's not an emergency. Um, but that person who's sitting across from me in my office or I, I'm in their office or I'm in their workspace and, and, and we're having that face-to-face meeting, I make sure that I'm present with them and I will get back to my family um, as soon as I can. Uh, and then, and the reverse is true. I'll look to see if uh, whatever the 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 information is from work. If that's an emergency, then I will I will excuse myself. Other than that, I'm with I'm with my family, and I'll get back to the work uh, situation uh, as quickly as I can. And I think if we don't stay present, right, then we're bad in both arenas. And then you know the typical law enforcement story. We end up living in a studio apartment. You know, half of our uh, our salary driving the seventy nine four pino, right? And and nobody wants that
0: especially the fiddle part. You, you personify something that, that I've heard, and it says, be where your feet are. So if you're with your family, be with your family. If you're at work, give all the work. You make it look easy, uh somebody also once said if you look at a duck on the surface man they're just swimming it looks so easy but underneath the legs are going furiously under the water and and i know that you do that too you're one of the hardest worker best dad dudes i know so uh thank you for your leadership thank you that you don't selfishly keep your your story to yourself in the walk in the journey um somebody out there wants to be a better leader in the few moments we have left what do you what do you encourage them to do
1: uh, I, I think just be honest with uh, themselves who they are. Always continue to improve because the people in your work family or your family family they deserve the best version of you, right? And 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 be present in, in every moment because you never know we're going to get that uh, that time again with that person. And I appreciate you, Jamie. you uh, you've been what you do here is amazing. You're a great friend, and I love you, my friend.
0: Aye. Thank you. I love you, too. That's going to be hard to, to close out. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you to Bonneville for this time to add. And thank you to Commander Chris Eric, who is not just a commander. He actually is a friend. So thank you that you always pour your heart out and you're real with people. We appreciate you. We love you, brother. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to Five-O-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness... Go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.